Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hello and welcome to the Must Hear Music Podcast. I'm sitting here with Jason Lipschutz. What's up, man? And Aaron Strecker. Hi. Hey guys. We got a pop we got a pop heavy uh We do. Today. I'm very excited about all the stuff we have going on here. Uh so excited I really don't even know what to start with. I feel like um I wish I had a six sided coin to flip. Wow. But let's let's start with um I mean James Bond. So let's start with wow. Sam Smith. You An know? interesting one to start with. I would also the one that I must have said for the record that your own pick. So yeah, <laughs> yeah. On, I mean so this uh so yeah, so this is one of my picks. We have Mr. Sam Smith, uh, with a new song called The Writings on the Wall, which is from the upcoming James Bond movie, uh, which now I suddenly can't think of the Spectre. title of. Spectre, yeah. But the criminal organization. Uh so Sam Smith has said that he's basically hasn't started isn't even thinking about working on his next album like he's he's waiting to live more life to like have more love and heartbreak and stuff before he even approaches it so that being so we get this song from the james bond movie from sam smith and this could be the first and only new sam smith song we get for like a year which is omen what? Disclosure, Dis- the, the disclosure song. Right, aside from the disclosure song, which we already have. I mean, like moving yeah. forward. Oh, I see. Like, it I could see. be another year before we get new Sam Smith. Knowing that, I would say this song maybe isn't as fulfilling as one might hope. But overall, I think this is a very good Bond theme. I think you know it. It sounds like a Bond theme. I mean, it opens with the like moody, dangerous strings and has a very you know, theatrical, dark vocal performance. I mean, the thing I think that really sets it apart from most other Bond songs and most of his stuff is that, like, his voice gets higher here than we've ever heard before. And it's just, like, incredible and very lovely in, like, a heartbreaking way you usually don't... Like, there's, like, more emotion on this song than you typically hear from a Bond theme song, which I appreciate. Like, usually they're more... I guess about bombast than like emotion. And I think yeah. this has got some real like heartbreak in it. So I, I give this like a mostly up thumbs up. Wow. Like the thumb is wavering to get to that 90 degree angle, but it's, it's close. 
I think I totally agree with you about almost on a 90 degree angle because I thought it started a little I agree with everything you said about it being thematically bond and very cinematic um I thought it started a little slow for me like the first minute or so I wasn't as into it but then once he starts really building I'm like eh, all right like this is a worthy follow-up to Adele which of course was one of the most successful mm-hmm. Bond themes of all time yeah, Oscar winner Oscar only Oscar winner right only yeah Oscar. I think yeah, it was yeah, the yeah. only Bond theme to win an uh, Oscar I could be wrong did the Carly- I think it's the first one in a while. I feel like some something else is already maybe won Carly it. Simon. Nobody. I does may it just better. be making facts up as I go along, but it certainly <laughs> it's, it was certainly obviously a huge huge success, and I think Sam Smith probably had a little bit of additional pressure just because Adele had raised the bar so yeah. high. Um, but yeah, I think I'm definitely gonna like it, and I think those songs tend to hold up even better once you see it in the movie. Yeah, totally. Um, and all the hoopla surrounding that, so I'm excited to see how it continues to grow. Here's my thing. Oh, um, Jason's got a thing. I've always got a thing. First of all, I'm really happy that like the Bond theme song is a is a thing again. I I, I like that, and I did not enjoy when it was like Chris Cornell. Oh, I was just gonna make a joke about that. Yeah, because that was so lame it, and it's, disappointing. It's cool that they have British pop stars, like actual pop stars, doing these again, like Adele and now Sam Smith. I am definitely disappointed with this and not because of anything wrong that Sam Smith has done, but I feel like if like the day before it came out, you were like, okay, Jason, picture what this Sam Smith, James Bond theme song is going to sound like. I feel like it's exactly how I pictured it. Like, <laughs> but is that necessarily a bad thing or I, is it just I like delivering what people wanted? So you think it's a little I too safe? I, yeah, that's exactly how I'd put it. I, I, I don't think there's anything wrong with it, but it's just like, I guess I guess maybe it's just a personal thing where I I would want to see more differentiation between the Bond theme songs that like you like like I said like you just knew exactly what this is going to sound like like imagine if it if it didn't sound like exactly how it sounded like like yeah. it, like I don't know I, I I think that I know that the Bond thing is the Bond franchise is classic and and whatnot and people have certain expectations for it but like think about like madonna's die another day i was just about to say though madonna tried something different and people flipped out and did not like it yeah but like that is a great song though yeah surprisingly song, i'm song. gonna say it's a great <laughs> song okay. all, it was like, a top 10 hit people so. are always gonna resist change like i would just rather the thing is i i i love I, i've really come to love the new sam smith disclosure song omen mm-hmm. and i was after i heard writings in the wall i was like Man, I'd be kind of pumped if Omen was like the Bond theme song. It kind of sounds a little sinister mm-hmm. and like definitely different than what a Bond theme song would sound like. I, right. I don't know. It's just a, Aaron's giving me a stare like, Jason, <laughs> you dummy. No. But- <laughs> no, because I, I agree with everything you're saying. So I'm not giving you a dummy stare. No. I'm just thinking because I, I think it's one of those. I feel like it's almost one of those damned if you do, damned if you don't. Sort things. of, yeah. Because like people who have had try, tried to go outside like the what a Bond song should be have gotten serious um hate for it and so then when sam smith is like okay well this is exactly what you pictured right and yeah. jason's like that also doesn't impress me yeah no it's true I, and maybe it's just because it came right after skyfall and i love skyfall too and it is sort of you know uh, skyfall is a traditional bond song but i think that mm. one works i think that part of the problem here is that writings of the wall is so similar to skyfall so similar to what our expectations were for it and I just want to hear, like, I, I think Sam Smith could have been more playful with this. Like, he he sounds, like, so excited about, like, making it on when, like, in the press release and on Twitter and whatnot. And, like, you hear it and it's just like, 
he's like, eh, he's kind of going through the, the Bond motions a little bit. Mm-hmm. So That's fair. You would want something a little more playful, funny, like a song called Fond of Bond. Fond, like, fond of Bond. Just fond of Bond. <laughs> and that would be and the that was the end of Sam Smith's career. <laughs> It was a rapid oh. rise and an even faster fall. It's a ton of Grammys that releases Fond of Bond. Never heard from again. Never heard from again. Yeah, but like, I, I don't know. I think that there are some, aside from Die Another Day, there are some successful Bond theme songs that do play with the formula a little bit, like right. the Duran I mean, Duran. Die Another Day. Well, the Duran Duran, British people voted and voted their least favorite. Oh, for real? British people now. Well, so who can really <laughs> yeah, that? come on. But I think you're right to a degree. Like, Live and Let Die, which I would say is maybe my yeah. favorite, is not traditional Bond. Uh, Carly Simon's Nobody Does It Better is also not traditional yeah. Bond. So, but but I, I think also, you know, then, like, when Jack White and Alicia Keys did kind of an out-there Bond song, it was terrible, and everyone yeah. correctly said it was terrible. I feel like there just has to be some sort of middle ground between out there, and Die Another Day is out there. Yeah. There's got to be some middle ground between out there and, like, exactly by the book. And I guess that's my problem with... You know what the best part of Die Another Day is? Is when (laughs) there's the voiceover and she goes, Sigmund Freud, analyze this. (laughs) Why? Wait, 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 wait. wait. Joe, when was the last time you listened to Die Another Day? I mean, within the last year. I couldn't say for sure. In the last week. Possibly when it was Madonna's birthday. I can't really remember. (laughs) Oh, goodness. That is a really great song, though. So back to Die Another Day. (laughs) But no, back to Madonna. So let's Can we uh, talk about the movie Die Another Day for a second and how it is almost, it's the second most ridiculous Bond movie of all time. That's when he's like driving on the ice in the invisible car. Did you oh, ever yeah. see that one with Halle Berry? Pretty bad. Um, the, the, the most ridiculous one, of course, is um, The World is Not Enough when Denise Richards plays like a scientist That's named Christmas. Goofy. I mean, Moonraker is pretty silly. Um, with lasers in space. Yeah, that's a that's a pretty silly one. Like Bond has only gotten super serious again in the last couple. Let's, <laughs> yeah. let's be honest about the history of this franchise. You know what was cool about um, The World is Not Enough? And I, I can just mm. talk about The World is Not Enough forever. Is that the bad guy who was played by Robert Carlyle had a bullet in his brain so he couldn't feel pain. That that is a good that's a good piece of bond writing right there. <laughs> it's so stupid. Anyway, um, I just wanted to, I I always want to talk about that movie. But yeah, no, I mean I love I love the Bond <laughs> movies. I, I don't even know why. I just think they're like so much fun to watch. Yeah, um, I agree. But let's listen to it. So it's Sam Smith. <laughs> the writing's on the wall from the upcoming movie Spectre. If I ask it All right, that's Sam Smith's Fond of Bond, also known <laughs> as Bond. The Writings on the Wall. Let's do, I mean, since we we're talking about it just now, let's uh, do Disclosure featuring Lord Magnet. Yeah. This is a, uh, this is a Jason pick. Yeah. What do you, what attracted you to Magnets, ah, Jason? Oh, well no. played, <laughs> Joseph. Um, so Magnets is the much-awaited, long-awaited uh pairing of lord and disclosure on the disclosure's new album just came out with the music video and and it actually really does live up to expectation for me i I think that when they combined i think at the bbc or what is it the brit awards sorry i was gonna say the bbc awards which isn't a thing 
they performed together at the Brit Awards, and then they hyped up doing something further. And what did they do there? Did they do Royals? I think with they did like tennis court, maybe. Oh, maybe that cool. was it. It was cool, though. I remember. It was that. cool, uh, but now they're back, and I, I really like Magnets. I really like the music video as well, which is kind of like Fatal Attraction-y. and I just think that you sometimes forget because you hear so many like remixes that that someone like Lord like doesn't make dance music. I've heard mm-hmm. a ton of Lord like Royals right. and Tennis Court remixes, but like she didn't actually make those things. Yeah. So to hear her on what's basically a house song is really exciting for me. And I, I think that the lyrics are just so clever and, and what she does as an artist. Like I feel like she's really growing into phase two of her career in an exciting way. Um, I loved Pure Heroin. That was my favorite album of that year. And you mean <laughs> I didn't the album. Love, yeah. No, I, I also, no, I don't love pure heroin, the drug. <laughs> I love pure heroin, the album. Um, what if someone, like, what if someone listening else. to this was like, he loves pure heroin. You can never <laughs> run for president because they're going to take that sound bite and be like, in 2015, Jason Lipschitz said, Openly I love pure heroin. <laughs> it's true. Uh, I can't. Yeah, I guess my political career is over. But yeah, it, it it's sort of a, a perfect stopgap for Lord. Uh, it's in the same way that Sam Smith is doing a stopgap between albums one and two. This seems to be something that Lord is doing. Uh, aside from, I guess, the Hunger Games. Yeah. Um, and that did Mocking pair her with Jay. Chemical Brothers. Yes, that that is true. But that, that wasn't true. exactly a dance song. That no, was just that kind was, of that was a crazy song. Yeah, which I enjoyed, but. I like Magnets more than Yellow Flicker Beat. I think that the, the lyrics are yeah. stronger. I think the beat is is definitely, it stays with you longer. Uh, I'm curious as to see what you guys think. Yeah, I mean, I really, really liked it. Um, I was also really excited to see Laura take on dance music and just show that she has all these other areas that she hasn't even explored yet that is really promising for her and for her future. I mean, also, it was fun just to see her. I don't know. I think she, she projects such an image of self-seriousness sometimes, yeah. um, which definitely works for her whole aesthetic. But it was fun to see her kind of kick back in a music video and be, like, goofy and sexy in a different way that we haven't seen before. Yeah. And it also just made me really excited about the future and future projects from her. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. Agree. I loved it. Like, more than I thought I would, I guess. Just because, you know, we've, we've talked about the past Disclosure stuff the from the new album. And uh, like I said, the the Sam Smith collaboration from this new album, I think, was more of a grower, not a shower. Um, you said every week <laughs> I know. on this show. No, I it say it about once a month. Uncomfortable. And that's why I keep saying it because you like blush every time. Yeah, really do. Um, anyways, so but this like I felt like the first time I listened to it, I was like, wow, this is like a great pop song. Yeah. This is a great dance song. The really good vocal performance from her and. You're right, like, the lyrics are really memorable. I like the whole let's embrace to the point of no return thing. Yeah. Like, that's a great, like, dance floor line. Yeah. And, um, and yeah, and I like that musically they're, like, it seems, like, you listen to it and it's actually fairly low-key, but it's just, like, so well-constructed and catchy that it seems, I guess, kind of more upbeat than it otherwise is. Yeah. Hey, everyone. I've been on the go recently. Phoenix, Kansas City, Chicago. If you're like me and have a home but aren't always at home, you have an Airbnb. Hosting your home or a spare room is a very practical side hustle. If you live in a big game town, you can Airbnb your place for fans to stay in. 
Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash boast. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. But, um, but yeah, it's awesome. I, I'm loving it. I feel like people are like down on this Disclosure album and I don't really know why. I know it's... I feel like you're right and I don't know why either yeah it's it's really good it might not be as good what who were we talking about a couple weeks ago when we were saying like the first album was really great and the second album was really good but that doesn't mean like don't listen to the second album like i think it was like maybe casey musgraves or it might have been somebody like that yeah and i was like and i feel like this is the case here where it's like people are like well it's not as good as the first album and it's like yeah, maybe that's true, but it's still really good. Yeah. And, and I don't know. Like, I, I'm really enjoying listening to this album a lot. Totally. Yeah, it's not fair, too, when, like, like Settle was one of the best dance albums in, like, several years. Yeah. So, like, sorry it's not one of yeah. the best dance albums since then, but, like, it's a very good record. Yeah. I totally agree. So, this is uh, Disclosure featuring Lord Song's Magnets from Caracol. Pretty girls don't know the things that I know. Walk my way out, share the things that you want. Oh, oh, dancing past the point of no return. All right, that was Disclosure and Lord. Let's do uh, an Aaron Strecker pick. So last week we talked about um, Father John Misty making fun of Ryan Adams' Taylor Swift covers by singing like <laughs> Lou Reed. This week, we are actually going to talk about Ryan Adams covering Taylor Swift. Uh, the one we're going to hone in on is Wildest Dreams, which, Aaron, this is your pick. This is my pick. Um, first of all, it's a good thing I was not here for that discussion last week because I think everyone kind of forgot that music is allowed to be fun. Like, Ryan Adams is allowed to just... Shots fired. No. But Ryan Adams is allowed to make this album and just not have a larger point. And I think there's a lot of really interesting discussion going on online around the album. I personally feel like it's a little bit disappointing that this is what it took for people to understand that Taylor Swift has some really great lyrics on 1989. There's been a lot of really great think pieces all over the internet about that. Um, That said, I really like Ryan Adams' interpretations of some of these songs. And I think the best one on the album for me is his version of Wildest Dreams, which is a tune I already love from Taylor. But I think he brings some kind of like bombastic 80s-ness to it in a way that Taylor's version doesn't, uh, you know, for better or for worse. And I cannot stop listening to it. So I want you both to explain to me why I cannot <laughs> stop listening. I'll let, uh, I'll let Joe. Um, tell me what's wrong with me. Or tell well, me what's right about this there's song. nothing wrong with you because, yeah, I listened to, and Jason and I talked about this, I, I'm not that into his 1989 covers album overall. I'm not a huge Ryan Adams guy, but Wildest Dreams definitely... I love like I think it's the best cover on the album and I think he does something I don't even want to say really interesting with it because it's almost like if you thought like hey what would Ryan Adams doing Taylor Swift sound like like this is exactly what that sounds like but it's like perfect for that like it's kind of a jaunty country folk thing 
And I think it worked so well on Wildest Dreams because that was like a great but pretty like muted slow song on the album. And it's stupid to say, but it's like you almost forget at this point like Taylor Swift was country once. So like basically that's her roots and like the songs she writes at their bones, like many of them are still country songs. And I think that's especially true yeah. with Wildest Dreams. Like it almost seems like a homecoming for the song. Like, oh, it was always meant to be a country song. Um, which might be true, you know, like, I don't know what her process is. Like, maybe she wrote them on an acoustic guitar and then decided let's make them Max Martin pop. You know, I don't know which came first. But, um, but yeah, I think in this case, like, Wildest Dreams is just, like, it's so good. And I love his version of it. And you're right, like, it does, um, you know, people have been focusing on the lyrics a little bit more. So that's good, I guess, for her. No. It's good for her come Grammy time. Yeah. Like, remind people that these songs had really great lyrics in addition to, like, being great dance beats or whatever. I mean, one, one of the things that uh, we've, we've talked about a, a bunch, and I think Aaron and I have talked about a bunch, is uh, how much I love Speak Now, her 2010 album. Jason. I'll never stop. I'll never no, stop I never, writing. No, I never want you to stop. Never stop writing for Speak Now. And one of the reasons I do is because there's such a focus and an emphasis on the lyrics and with her move to more mainstream pop, I think a little of that has been lost in translation. Not that not that the lyrics are weaker, but that there's a lot more going on in terms of the production when you have Max Martin in the studio. I think that I really dislike the Brian Adams uh, covers album. I and I'm more than anything disappointed by it, disappointed by it because I think that the idea of an quote-unquote indie artist or whatever you want to label him as covering a full pop album uh kind of giving it a, a different lens in which to view it is tremendous i think it's a great idea i just don't think that the execution is there but while the streams is like you guys have said a, a great example of an instance where you get to focus on the lyrics and be like wow these lyrics are actually really moving and really jarring and maybe i didn't recognize it because of all the whooshing production and and the ah, like all that and was that good did that sound <laughs> that like sounded, Taylor dead, Swift? So Most, yeah, so yeah. <laughs> but i guess if yeah i agree with you guys if you guys were looking to like oh i want to explore the ryan adams 1989 not for me, but this is, I think, the a good gateway into doing it. Yeah, some of it definitely doesn't work, but Wildest Dreams works 100%, 10 yeah. stars. Yeah. Yeah. No, I like what you said, Aaron, at the outset of your monologue, if I may call it that. Um, <laughs> that, that, like, Ryan Adams and, like, music are allowed to be fun. Like, I do think people, as much as, you know, like like I was just saying, I'm not that into this covers album, but at the same time, it is just a covers album. Like, I don't see, like, people why people get upset like oh this isn't that good this should be better it's like it's not an official like studio album like this is just a fun project he put yeah. out and like if it doesn't change your life like big deal like you don't have to listen to it you know it's not like this is the long-awaited like he's been in his studio for eight years and this is what he's giving to the world like it's a fun off one project and like what's maybe good is got, is got nice something out of it yeah yeah maybe someone got something out of it maybe this introduces <laughs> Uh, Taylor Swift fans of Ryan Adams and Ryan Adams fans of Taylor Swift and blah blah blah. I don't know, whatever. So Can you imagine me a Ryan Adams fan. Who is this Taylor Swift? <laughs> you know, 
know that person exists though. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm sure like they are familiar with her, but like probably have not bothered to listen to an actual Taylor Swift song. Yeah. Aside from what makes me radio. sad. Which everyone's missing Come out. On, guys. So more yeah. Taylor yeah. for everybody. You're missing out. All right. Well, let's listen to it. It's uh, Ryan Adams covering Taylor Swift's Wildest Dreams. Drive out of the city, away from the crowds. I thought heaven can help me now. Nothing lasts forever. This is gonna take me down. All right, that was Ryan Adams' Wildest Dreams. Next, let's do... Uh, what should we move on? Let's do Fetty next. We got yeah, Wop featuring Monty, who is the same guy on <laughs> Six Seven Nine, and uh, oh, Fetty track is Jug. Yeah, Jug. Jug. Um, so I just picked this song because I love it, <laughs> and smart. I, I love the whole Fetty Wap album. Somebody, it's really good. Somebody, yeah. one of my friends who's another music writer, criticized it as 17 trap queens and i was like would you say that like it's a bad thing like i don't I think that's take... necessarily true uh, i i kind of think it is but I, I it's just so happy like this is the most happy rap album i've heard all year and let's be honest like i feel like we kind of need a happy rap album even you like in the in the year of to pimp a butterfly if you're reading this it's too late Dirty Spray 2. Like, all these albums are really great, but also really dark and kind of mm-hmm. closed off. Fetty Wap's album is just, like, totally inclusive, and it's like, hey, guys, here I am. I'm I'm rich now because of Trap Queen. Yeah. I'm going to celebrate for 17 songs. And Jug, featuring Monty of Remy Boys, of course, is is just completely indicative of that vibe. I, I just think that it's, it's, it's... I can't imagine listening to this song and not smiling a little bit it's just so happy like it's just it's it's all there for me so yeah and i think one of the great thing about fetty wap like trap queen and this song because jug is basically like you know of course i know this because this is what i'm doing like every time after i get out of work it's like stealing cars or just like peddling dope (laughs) on the street or whatever um but it's like you have these songs that are so upbeat and happy and really accessible but they are about like you know like trap queen or this one you know about illegal activity and that like really reminds me of kind of like what rap was in the 80s which stuff that like simultaneously is fun and celebratory but also talks about like you know like more like street things that kind of have gotten lost as you know rap gets more political or personal or whatever um i'm not saying one's better than the other at all but i do think it's refreshing at least it kind of reminds me of i'm I'm a big cameron fan Mm -hmm. and uh in the mid-2000s when he put out albums like purple haze he like his raps were just in terms of like misogyny and drug use they were just deplorable but like they were so full of energy and full of like just good vibes that it was impossible to kind of not like you, you wince at like the, the lyrical concept, but in terms of the music, you're just like, yeah, all yeah, right, he, this is great. No, Cameron was so good. Yeah. In fact, like the songs are so much fun to listen yeah. to. Yeah. Anyway. Um, what did you think, Aaron, about <laughs> Fetty? <laughs> um, hi. Well, I listened to it for the first time today. Yeah. Um, and I really liked it. Like, it was really catchy. And I agree with Jason that, like, it's they're super, super happy, which yeah. is kind of fun and different. Mm-hmm. But I'm not going to pretend like I have any other thoughts. <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> That's fair. 
Um, I listen to Trap Queen <laughs> all the time. The end. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's like Fetty Wap's like a star now. Like I, I wrote a Grammys thing today, and I said he's gonna get a Best New Artist nomination. You really like, think so? I think so. Like it's just, I think he's really come at it for, for uh, f- come at this whole uh, way of following up Trap Queen uh, very creatively, where it's like. It's sort of giving the people what they want, but also like, which is more Trap Queen, but like having the hooks be just different enough that people aren't like, ah, it's Trap Queen part two. Yeah, I think honestly, like, I don't even see that credit. Like, certainly they like have a similar sound, but like, I don't know, like, Again is a great song, like My Way. I don't think they sound like remakes. I think it's just like stuff within the same vein. Yeah. And like, that's a lot of albums. A lot of albums have songs that are within the same sonic vein. I don't yeah. think it means they're... Most albums. It most really albums. is most albums, yeah. Um, Good I don't, for Fetty. What have, for Fetty. I haven't read any reviews of this yet. What oh, is been the pretty, response been good? Yeah, it's been it's been positive for sure. I, I think a lot... People aren't saying like it's a classic or anything, right. but it's like, oh, this is really fun. Like I, I, I've just seen that a lot, So and I agree with it. Yeah, cool. Well, let's listen to it. So it's Fetty Wap featuring his good friend Monty. <laughs> Yeah. Song is called Jug. Alright, that was the new Fetty Wap. Let's talk about uh so this was we were gonna talk about it anyways, but this is a Twitter request in addition to my pick. So oh, yeah, we <laughs> we don't have a Twitter request little thing. We'll figure that out it. later. You did That's it. My... Bow, bow, bow. Twitter request. Nice. Um, come back to that. So we have a new it's <laughs> not a fan. <laughs> new Sia song called Alive from her this is the lead single from her next album, This Is Acting. Uh This Is Acting is like the most Sia album title yeah. ever. Like I thought a thousand forms of fear was, but now I'm like, oh, this is acting is way more Sia. Yeah. Um so yeah, so the new song's called Alive. Um I you know, like if you're a Sia fan, you're gonna like it. I'm not sure if this is the kind of thing that's gonna get her more fans or really tear up the radio. Like it's a very powerful vocal performance. You know, it sounds like like vocals a lot of times you're like, oh this is like singing to the roof. This is like She's in, like, a cathedral, like, singing to the ceiling at the cathedral. Like, yeah. it's very vocally powerful. Um, but I think musically, and especially for as long as this song is, I wish there was a little more going on. Like, yeah. Elastic Heart had that great loop. Um, Ch- Chandelier had, uh, like, time shift changes to it. This is, like, a fairly straightforward song, um, which is probably because she wrote it for Adele. She said uh, she, I think, submitted it to Adele, and Adele passed um, and then she just did it herself. I do think it's a great song, but it's, you know, it's just not as kind of, usually you expect to see a song to have uh, like a great vocal performance as well as be a little off-kilter pop. Yeah, This is like fairly coloring between the lines, but I do like it. Yeah. What did you guys think? 
I really liked it too. I think I was surprised to hear when I first heard the backstory about writing it for Adele because it feels like such a Sia song. Like it would feel, I would be curious what Adele's vocals to do would do with it. But at the same time, like it just feels very much at home for Sia. I agree with you. I don't know how many new fans the song is going to get her. But like speaking as someone who I feel like I'm a moderate Sia fan. Like mm-hmm. I like her, I like her hits, but I'm not. I don't know every song. Um, I keep listening to it, so I think that's like a positive sign, right? Yeah, <laughs> that's a good thing. Yeah, no, it's terrible. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so I, as you, as you, I actually interviewed the producer Jesse Chatkin oh, yeah. uh, a couple days ago, and head to Billboard.com. To head to Billboard.com check to out. check that out. So they, it, it was written by uh, Adele, Sia, and Tobias Jesser Jr. and then or for Adele, and then. Adele passed on it, and then they thought about submitting it to Rihanna, actually. And then mm. Sia was like, uh, I kind of want this for myself. Um, good for Sia. Good for Sia. I think that this is a very strong song. I think that it, what hurts it is that if this if this ha- song had come out before Chandelier, Elastic Heart, something like Diamonds from Rihanna, mm. I think that our opinion of it would be higher but I think that it's sort. It feels sort of like a sequel. Like I feel. It feels like a sequel where you're like, ah, oh, you know what? Like, it's like I, I don't know. The Hangover Part Three, which I, I've never <laughs> seen. The Hangover Part Three. No. But what I'm what I've been told about the Hangover movies, I, I think I saw the second one. Anyway, the second one was the same movie. Let's get to the bottom. The of this. third Jason, one. Have you seen <laughs> all the Hangover? Films? So the Hangover movies are like notorious for being just the same movie over and over right so hangover part three i'm sure fans of the hangover enjoyed that but they're like ah it's probably not as good as the first one yeah i kind of feel like this is the hangover part part three of like cs singles where it's like if you liked chandelier and you like elastic heart here's alive and it's and it's like you know what it's super enjoyable but we've already heard chandelier which is one of the best pop songs of last year we've already heard elastic heart which i i actually personally listen to more than chandelier yeah i like elastic i love that song and i really like this song but i'm hoping to see some different looks from sia right from this is acting where you know she's such a tremendous songwriter that she can bend her style in so many different ways i kind of want to hear her bend it a little bit more i would agree with that it's a valid so, point, but can I just say I did not see all this hangover talk happening. <laughs> <laughs> really didn't think we were going to go there. I'm glad we did. Um, don't the hangover like the hangover movies were only like a couple years. They feel so long ago to me. Right. Two thousand nine. I, I want to say. I mean, six years ago at this. Point. Well, that was the first one. Right. When was they, the they last like, one? Like two years ago. Oh really? I thought it was like. Eight years ago, I don't, even know. I don't know. Eight I, years ago, the Hangover movies didn't exist yet. Isn't that crazy? Bradley Cooper's Wedding Crasher Eye. Wow, that's funny. But I, I say all that saying that I really like this song. I just think it's a little. But do you really like the Hangover? Movies? <laughs> yeah, I'm also. How no, I really do you don't. Find the Hangover movie. Oh, not <laughs> funny at all. Oh. Yeah, fair. I can't even speak to it. I saw the first one, and appropriately, I was wasted, and I remember nothing about it. Wow. I can speak to the Hangover movies, and let me tell you, not great. Oh, wow. <laughs> I wouldn't believe that. Um, yeah. Well, let's uh, let's listen to it. Sia, Alive, 
Uh, it's on. You can buy it on iTunes or on Spotify. And if you want to see The Hangover, <laughs> you know, go to your local video store if it still exists. Oh, what was the name of the the? Do we have the Twitter handle that that recommended mm, us? Um, I wish I did, but uh, we'll we'll find it after this uh, short little break. So let's let's listen to Sia's song alive. All right, that was Sia Alive, which was recommended to us by Brittany, also known, also known as our Melvin fan. So thanks, oh, Brittany. Brittany. Two Brittany. T's, N-E-Y, Brittany. Brittany's a great fan. Brittany's always tweeting at us and recommending things. Giving Brittany a shout-out right now. We're giving Brittany a shout-out. So, uh, yeah. so thanks. And what do we got next and last? We've got an Aaron yeah, Strecker pick. Aaron. The band is called Little Mix. The song yeah. is called Love Me Like You. I could not be more excited yeah. to be talking about Love Me Like You <laughs> because I have been loving Little Mix for a while now. Black Magic was my, my personal unofficial song of summer. Yes. And then everything that they've been releasing the last couple months, kind of building off this new level of fame from Black Magic, has been wonderful. Um, hair is crazy yeah. and fun. And like I know it was written before the Perry Edwards, Zayn Malik stuff, but it like personally, perfectly plays into you know that whole public... Uh, personal drama about, you know, getting rid of a guy or whatever. But then their new one is Love Me Like You, and it's got, like, a doo flashback thing mm-hmm. going on, and I'm so, so into it. And the music video comes out on Friday, and it's, like, a old-school, like, high school prom, it looks yes. like. And I just, I love everything that they're doing, and I also love that all of their tunes are allowing me to relive high school, whether that be, like, Black Magic and, like... The craft. No, but, like, it, I think it's just, like, a really fun recurring theme that they're doing, and I think it really works for them. Because, like, with Black Magic, they have, like, the spell, and they, like, are, like, high school, like, quote-unquote outcast and then they become like hot which is like you know problematic in its own sense <laughs> but it's really fun to watch in a three and a half minute music video and then this one uh, I just I've just seen a clip from the music video but it's like as I said like it's a prom theme and they're all like torn up about some guy and I just love that they are like a current pop group that are trying something different um and you know seeing where that takes them uh, Joe, I want you to know, yeah. and I'm sure you know, that you're in a room with two huge Little Mix fans right now. Classic mixer. Classic <laughs> mixer. Realized I was surrounded, but um, uh, this is an intervention. That's a good warning. Um, Which yeah. isn't like I'm not wrong. No, you're not wrong at all because Little Mix, like, he, just very quickly, I, I was uh, talking to my friend yesterday, and he was like, "Who's another? Who's a music writer?" And he was like, "What do you think like the best pop album of the year is?" And I was like, ah, probably Carly Rae. And he's like, yeah, probably Carly Rae. And I was, he's like, I wonder what it's going to be. And I was like, oh, it's probably going to be Get Weird by Little Mix. And he was like super, he was like, what? What are you talking about? And I was like, yo, Get Weird. I am all in on all Get in. Weird. All, all in. All in. Get Weird is going to be fantastic. <laughs> like Joe's doesn't even 
just, just Joe, so bewildered right now. Joe thinks that we're being sarcastic, <laughs> and I know, and you know, we're both we're being Joe, very no, real. No, I loved Little Mix's last album. I love their Little Mix's awesome. next album, and I feel like as I, I I just said this, but I feel like they tackle so many different things in the pop realm because they can do like a power ballad. They got yeah. like a little bit of the Destiny's Child pump you up girl power stuff. They can do just like a classic pop dance track, yeah. and I feel like get weird. Like everything we've heard from it so far is like a little bit of everything. So yeah. I'm really curious to see how it comes together as a whole cohesive unit. Yeah, I would say I, I really like this new single, which is not surprising whatsoever. I, I don't know if it's like I love it on the, the level as, as Black Magic, but in the same way that I want, like we just talked about Sam Smith and Sia, and I kind of wanted to hear variations. Like I love the fact that they're trying something new. Like totally. I love the fact that like even if it's not unbelievable this is like a totally different move for them and i think it's so cool that they're willing to try that their album's called get weird i'm so ready for but just like are a, they going to get weird they're totally going to get weird this man song is, has a doo-wop thing is yeah come on okay I, I, listen i do like the song but there is nothing weird about doo-wop in like it is when you're Megan a british Trader hot band did it a year ago i mean amy winehouse really paved the way with if you, I'm, I'm certainly not saying little mix created doo-wop let's be clear I just think I, I, I am saying that. Basically, <laughs> I am saying that. I just think I, as Jason is saying, I just think it's really fun that these like four girl, four like this British girl group is just trying different things and isn't just like doing the same thing over and over. Yeah, again. it's I, refreshing, and I like to hear more of it. Yeah, and their last album, Salute, was was very rhythmic. It, it sounded like akin to like a Destiny's Child album, and this is so far what we've heard from this third album is is totally in the other direction and i just i i can't wait to hear it i'm like pumped for this little mix album and uh i am a 28 year old man and there's nothing wrong with that yeah joe i feel yeah i feel like after just all of that like rhapsodizing i'm gonna come across as like hating on it but i I liked it but i i didn't have the same like intensity you will Uh, I, I, i do have a question though for you guys i mean this is a fairly I feel like this is more adult than their past stuff. And I'm, again, I'm not a mixer, so I can't <laughs> speak definitively to this. But like the lyrics, I wrote it down. They're like, there's one, uh, when you're with me, boy, I want it every day. I love the way you give it to me. Like that's pretty explicitly about getting banged. <laughs> Are they usually? Yeah. Well, what else is the yeah. come on, Give it to me um, every their day. Their heart. Like, it's about making love. Okay. <laughs> to, to answer everything that's just been said here, yes, but also I feel like that's not particularly new because I feel like um, artists that typically appeal to teens have been doing this for forever. It's like Selena Gomez and her double entendre songs, and I feel like it's the same deal. I feel like this is like less of a double on, like it's a single entendre. Joe, basically, they're talking about her his heart. Yeah, All right. come on, man. Sure, it's true love. Come did you on, even man. listen? Did, did you? Were you even listening earlier? Get when weird, I was man. Come on. Prom? You're right. I think I was totally I was <laughs> spacing out during that. Um, Fair. All right, let's listen to it. The universally acclaimed little mix single, <laughs> "Love Me Like You." So All right, that was Little Mix's new song. Uh, I feel like I'm cornered. Like, you guys are just looking at me, like, waiting for me to... 
Yeah. Just like suddenly turn into a mixer, like right before your very yeah. eyes. Uh, just a little bit of black magic. Oh my yeah. God. Uh, I'm so sorry. Gotta end this podcast and get out of here. Um, no, I they when they were at that 100 fest, like I loved their performance. They did, They're I great. think, one of the best performances. It's so. so crazy how like they just haven't connected at U.S. radio whatsoever. And you wrote about this last year for Girl I did, Group Week. Yeah. Um, Fifth Harmony finally did and with Fifth Worth Harmony It. Finally got their song. Yeah, but maybe hopefully. when Little Mix gets finally gets weird, that will be their moment. Yeah. I feel like, and I could be 100 percent wrong, but like like we were saying, like this has the like retro doo-wop vibe, which obviously charts were receptive to with Megan Trainer. Like this might do well for them. Like yeah. I feel like more than black, like Black Magic was cool, but it was definitely like a frothy pop song. You don't really hear those tearing up no, the yeah. top hundred. And we, we talked about more. it on this podcast, and I was like, this probably won't do very well in the states because it sounds like a British pop, like a British girl group pop song. Mm-hmm. It sounds like Girls Aloud, and that wasn't a bad thing, but yeah, it didn't didn't take off here. So yeah. In conclusion, we're just three people who want the best for a little mix. That is true. <laughs> and uh, we got two people. <laughs> One person who is just kind of <laughs> excited for them. Just new, wishes them all. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Oh, Joe. Anyway. All right. Well, that is what we got for this week's podcast. Um, thank you for listening. Thank you for tweeting in recommendations. Please send us anything else you've been listening to, songs or artists. And uh, have a great week. We'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. <laughs>love an extra hundred dollars in your pocket have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by march 31st to get a hundred dollars back instantly because no matter what moves you made last year TurboTax makes them count that means getting 100 back and 100 accurate taxes only from intuit TurboTax. must file by 331 credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service offer can be modified or terminated at any time 